Welcome to Half Past Job. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. This is another new episode of Half Past Job. We are so happy you're here. We are your hosts. I'm Hallie. And I'm Saketu Patel. And we, yeah, I'm also Patel. Um, we're married. We like Ja. We started a podcast together, which was initially a form of couples counseling. And it turned into a lot more than that. So in this podcast, we touch on relationships, our experience being an Indian American interracial couple, and other real life experiences that we've had. So feel free to go to our website, submit questions, stories that you've Yeah, had. and people have been submitting a lot of stories, which yes. we are so excited to um, talk about later. Not, yes. not in this episode, but later. It yeah. should be uh, really fun. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of good interaction with our community. It's been amazing. Um, so if you're new here, we release new podcast episodes every single Monday at 7 a.m. bright and early for you going to class or going to work, whatever you're doing. Uh, so be sure to turn on your post notifications because you don't want to miss a new episode from us. Yeah. You know, if you don't do the, the whole notification thing, then you'll never know that we post. And sub. Subscribe. Yes. Yeah. We've actually gotten a lot of people who watch on Wednesdays. So, on Wednesdays? Yeah. So we post on Mondays, but we have a huge spike on Wednesdays for some reason. So if you're one of those Wednesday watchers, comment and let me know, why do you watch it on Wednesdays? Yes, please do. I didn't know that. So that's actually really interesting. Maybe we should post on Wednesdays. I don't know. Anyways, if you want more short form content, we post on YouTube Shorts, Instagram, and TikTok. So please check us out there. And make sure that you stick to the end of the episode for questions of the week that we'll be doing today and a very special surprise at the end of this episode. Which I don't even know what it is. So I'm going to be surprised too. So today, let's just jump right in. So Katie, what are we discussing today? We're going to be talking about preparing for college. The guide to college, our experiences in college, everything college and getting jobs, internships, all that stuff. We're going to be covering that today. How to survive, basically. You know the show that was Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide? That's basically what this is, but it's college edition and it's you and me. So it's Hallie and Suketu's college... Education. Education uh, guide, notebook, not notebook. I don't know. It's just all the information, tips and tricks that we have to get you through college because we've been through it. I'm excited to talk about just how terrible college is. No, college is good. College is good. And I th- I think I know th- some things that you're going to say and don't say them. I'm going to say them because it's a good perspective to have Hallie's perspective who who had a good experience in college. You did too. I did oh not. But okay, we'll talk about it. We'll okay. talk about it. So first thing. Um, we're going to talk about is starting college off and figuring out what you want to do. Because let's be honest, a lot of high school students who are graduating, going into college, don't necessarily know what they're going to do. Right. Yeah. So me going into college, I was one of those students. Um, and I had no idea what I wanted to do. I actually started off in nursing and crazy. I did not think I was smart enough to do nursing. So after two weeks, I quit that. (laughs) And then what did you start doing? I started doing data science. Which is 10 which, times harder. No, 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 no. It's hard in In terms ways. of technically yeah. speaking. Which like, I had no experience in. You have to do a lot of math, a lot of statistical analysis, biostatistics. Like it just goes in depth uh, with a lot, a lot of math and science. So um, 
I don't know how you did that. To well, be honest, I don't think I could have done it. Yeah, and I, I want to emphasize too, again, a lot of people don't know what they want to do. So we have two different perspectives on this because I didn't know what I wanted to do and I kind of jumped around her a little bit, whereas you knew what you wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, I knew exactly. While I was probably in fifth grade, I knew engineering, computer engineering. I loved computers. I loved technology. So I was going to do computer engineering no matter what. And I had it in the back of my head. Um, but the difference perspective is Hallie did data science and she became a data scientist. I did computer engineering and I did not become a computer engineer. So you have two different perspectives and I'm excited to just, you know, be able to share those two perspectives. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And that's just, you know, a note to, you can think you have it all figured out, but you definitely don't. You can think, you know what you want to do, right? With computer engineering. And then you ended up, you're not in any sort of computer engineering position in your corporate job right now. Nope. And I'm very happy that I'm not. Which is crazy because I am. So, okay, let me give you a little story. Let's go back a little bit, a few years. Graduated in 2017. Started at my school in the fall of 2017, right? Um, You'd already been there a year. You're a year older than me, so you're already a year into your program. I thought... I was going to go to nursing. Before that, I thought I was going to go into radiology. And then I thought I was going to nursing. And then back in eighth grade, I thought I was going to be a teacher. So it's just shifted dramatically throughout the years, drastically, dramatically, whatever. It shifted so much throughout the years. And that is completely normal. I just wanted to point that out because it is so hard to pin down what you want to do for the rest of your life, essentially, or at least for a decent while. So I started in my nursing curriculum my first semester of college that was chemistry math uh what else did i take uh i I think i took five classes let's say five that sounds safe right because the amount of credit hours you take i don't i don't know what like 13 15 something Mm -hmm. like that that's what i took and i remember feeling so overwhelmed i remember one of the first classes that i had they said yep nursing program this specific nursing program they only take 80 students a year. And immediately I was like, okay, well, that's not going to be me because I'm not that smart. Right. Um, I was very wrong because the truth is I just didn't know how to apply myself in the right way. I came from high school where I didn't. She was a C student, everybody. No, no, no. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I was like a B. I got a couple C's. I did, which is that's in high school. I just didn't try. I was there to have fun. I was there to be social. I was there for my sports. Mm -hmm. That's what I was there for. It's okay. But in college, I started taking grades a lot more seriously. I don't know what happened, but it's like the first quiz I ever had. I was so stressed out about it, right? Mm. And um, I, because I thought I was going to do nursing for the first two weeks. And then I think after my first few quizzes, which I did well on, I just thought I talked myself out of it. I psyched myself out and I said, I don't think I can do nursing. I don't think I'm smart enough. I don't think they'll accept me into the program. I don't think I can get the grades I needed to, which I did. Once I started realizing that I was capable of much more than that, by that time, two weeks had passed. I actually met with a advisor, career, yeah, advisor, who had a lot of knowledge on all the programs uh, in our school, and she actually pointed me to a newer program that was about two years old, and there were maybe, no, it was about a year old. There were, like, three people in the class ahead of me. Yeah. Which is crazy. It was not a known program at all. It was a health data science program. And if you think about how relevant data science positions are now in corporate America, that's crazy to me. It's such a new program. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it was it was one of those programs that we <clears throat> it was the highest rated program because of how demanding data science was. Yeah. So it was very up and coming. 
Uh, it was a very good program for me to go through, but mm-hmm. the, it's just, it's funny because I think about that all the time though. I did not think I was smart enough to be a nurse and I also don't do well with blood. So I think maybe that was part of it or like, I'm really queasy in situations. So maybe that was also part of it too. But the main point I'm trying to make is don't ever sell yourself short and think that you're not smart enough, good enough to do something because that's exactly what I did. I didn't think I was good enough or smart enough to be a nurse and I quit. I'm the opposite. I thought I was too good for everything. And um, I was like, I'm the smartest kid in the world. There's nothing that could uh, tear me down. And even in high school, like I would always, I was a straight A student. I never, like I was very stressed about school. I always tried to get A's and then college hit. And I was like, wow, I'm not interested in any of this. Like I just wasn't interested in computer engineering. But how early on did you realize you didn't want to do computer engineering? So my story from the beginning. Let's go. It's just I started off with uh, computer engineering and media arts and science. What's that for people who don't know? Media arts and science was like the film school of our of our school. So if you wanted to do photography, uh, videography, or do anything that do anything like that, you did media media arts and science. And so I signed up for that because I was into video. I wanted to be a videographer, and I, that's the direction that I really wanted to go. That's the direction I was really passionate about. But then I took my first class, which was Photoshop, and it had been all things I had learned in like, high school. I had learned all these things in high school on YouTube, and I was being taught in a class that I was paying $3,000 for. So I was like, you know what? I don't think this is going to work out for me. Uh, So I dropped media arts and science and I just stuck with computer engineering. In my mind, I was like, okay, let me have one hard skill and just get through this. But I had no interest in what I was doing. So it was really hard to get through my classes. Um, I had a lot of friends that helped me get through it. Like they were the best like ever. And so um, I just... I didn't enjoy, I, whenever I was doing these classes, I, I really enjoyed programming. It was fun. It was exciting. But then after my first internship, I was like, can I see myself sitting on a, at a desk and programming for eight hours a day? And I was like, nope, I can't. I just can't do that. And so um, once I realized that, I was like, okay, I'm already year, a few years in. I'm going to finish this degree and try and find an internship that will broaden my scope so whenever I do graduate, I can um, try and aim for something different. So you just continued out even though you didn't want to do it? Yeah. And did you have any idea of what you would do after you graduated with that in mind? No, I wanted to get into business of some kind. So um, like marketing, sales, those kinds of roles, but you don't need to have that kind of background to do that role. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I, There's a I, lot of roles like that in the business world. Okay, and okay. Um, it, it, I was trying to find something in that realm. Okay, so just completely outside of computer engineering, you just knew in your heart you didn't want to do that. So yeah. that's the opposite. So, I mean, that's just an interesting perspective that you have because I was so confused and not knowing what I wanted to do. Um, so early I mean like literally the first few weeks of college I had no idea what I wanted to do so I think this is a very normal feeling that people have number one number two um, I think just the overarching lesson here is that you are smart enough to do anything pick something pick some kind of major as you've heard from both our stories now that um, is interesting to you and you think that you would be good at and that you can see yourself finding a career in after you graduate. I guess that was a question that we both should have asked ourselves because 
Did you ever think in high school or when you first pick computer engineering, when I graduate, I want to do this. Like, I'm just going to be a computer engineer. You just thought that? That's like, exactly what I thought. Okay. Like, that's what I wanted to do. Because I saw my sister was an electrical engineer and I got to go job shadow her. And I was like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing in the world. As I had never seen any other job. So like... I didn't know what else there was out there. So that's very important, too. I like that you said that because one good thing to do would definitely be go shadow people and not necessarily shadow just one person, right? And you can do this at any point in your college career, really. You know, go shadow and make sure that the major I picked is something that I want to do. Or before I pick my major, go to different, go shadow different people in just a few different areas, right? And see like, oh, I like this about this job. I don't like this. I think I would be good at this. That's really important as well. Yeah, job shadowing is huge. Job Um, shadowing is key. I I think one of the things to take into consideration with job shadowing is um, when you do go job shadow, let's say you're in college and this is during the semester. After the semester's over, you should be at an internship. Figure it out. We got to get into an internship because I think that is a huge opportunity for you to make the connections and network to get out uh, into the real world. But before you do that, job shadowing, job shadowing will lead to the internship sometimes. Um, and it also helps you understand what, uh, what that job is actually doing. Um, you'll be surprised as if you have a dream job and you've never seen that dream job in real life. Uh, you'd be surprised as to what they really do. It may seem really nice, but you got to actually spend a little bit of time there to figure out what's actually happening behind the scenes. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree because you never really know something until you're really doing it. And at least if you're going and shadowing and talking to somebody who's done it for a while, you could at least get an idea. So that's important. Um, But all of this too is just so difficult because I remember being, I remember my first day of college. I remember my orientation even. I remember all of the nerves and feelings that I had of leaving home for the first time. You're living on your own or, you know, some people commute as well, but the feelings are still the same of starting something big and important that's going to lead to your career. College is scary. It's super scary and it's expensive. (laughs) Can't, can't. If you're doing, if you're in college and you have student loans, just remember that those student loans are expensive as heck. They are. I had a lot of student loans. I had zero. So I got lucky. I had a lot. And it sucked. Yeah, we had to figure that one out. (laughs) They're gone. So, you know, it's okay. Um, But with all that in mind, once you get into your classes and you start the semester, you're starting off strong, you know, you're a little stressed, but you're in a new place. You have a lot of new opportunities. It's a good thing. You're basically starting fresh if you think about it, because growing up in grade school, like going through all the grades, high school, middle school, whatever, you're with all the same people, right? But you go to college, it's a new opportunity. Mm -hmm. You don't know anybody. You can be whatever you want to be or do whatever you want. I don't know why I did this with my hand, but you can do whatever you want. You're your own new person. You get a fresh start. It's a really good thing. So with that, I want to emphasize how important it is to find some friends while you're in college because especially if they are in the same classes as you like I know for me my degree program was relatively small but I saw with you you had like the same group of people in all your classes and you guys were a pretty tight-knit group yeah I mean it's really I don't know what I would do without them because they were my cheat sheet um so I'm very very grateful for them not really but like I mean, I'm really grateful for them. But, you <laughs> I was going to say, well, you're not grateful for no, no, no. them. But okay. like, they, they were the people who helped 
they were the pe- people who helped me like study and I sucked at studying. Like that was something that I was just bad at. Um, I was really good at like, I was really good at putting my head down and writing everything over and over memorizing. I was very good at memorizing. I wasn't actually good at taking a different question and applying what I learned. The knowledge, like, you know. <laughs> Applying what I learned to create a result, right? So you could just memorize stuff. You couldn't just learn it. See, that's the problem with school, though. Like, because I'm so good at memorizing, I could pass any class. It's just inevitable. It, it was one of those things where I didn't learn as much as I should have because I'm just a really bad studier. But my friends who were in uh, in college with me, they helped me so much because they were really good at studying. Yeah, find smart friends. Smart friends. That's the way to go. Yeah, because they'll help you out. I, I was in that situation as well. I had a couple really smart friends in my group and we would really help each other out. And it was so nice. Um, because there would be a lot of things because I'm definitely a person that I have to try a lot harder in school to be good at something like they're just those people in the world that are smart and like they're smart right they're too smart for their own good like they don't need school they already know everything or it's really easy for them to study for things because they just know how to I on the other hand did not I was not one of those people and I was never a good student as you pointed out when I was in high school all throughout grade school I was not a good student college is when I really started to apply myself and do well when I got A's all the time. I got all A's my very first semester. And granted, that was my easiest semester, but I worked and I got all A's and I pretty much got all A's from there on out as well. Yeah. So find smart friends, um, make those connections. And another thing that I want to mention too, is how important it is that you can use these friends to study. Like you can basically get a two and like kill two birds with one stone. You can hang out with friends and you can study. Say you book like a room, a big room on campus or something. You can go study and hang out and get food and then study and you're still like benefiting yeah. from that in multiple ways by being with your friends and studying and getting stuff done. That's always great. I always used to book the biggest rooms. We used to go into lecture halls and um, just that's where we studied. We used to put on a movie or a show on the big uh, projector and we just worked our worked our life away. Those were the days. Those were great. Those were really great yeah. because we were getting stuff done. We were getting our homework done. We were mm-hmm. studying, whatever, but we were still having social time too because that is probably the number one tip that I would have is that you have to make college fun in the sense that you need to make it a memorable experience because it can make or break you in a lot of ways because college is hard. It's scary. It's new. It's overwhelming, but there are also so many good opportunities there that you need to make a good time out of it and be sure that you know, you get involved. Fun. Yes. You get involved. You do all the things, um, and just have fun. I agree. But also don't have too much fun. Yeah. Don't have too much fun. There's a fine line. There's a balance. That's why there's a social class college balance. The right? thing that helped me, I think is having an on-campus job. I would agree. Uh, we had a lot of jobs in college, but what I want to move into next is grades. Grades. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't seem I like you care about don't grades care about at all. Grades. I don't know. Grades are important if you're going to grad school, for sure. Um, So if you have a plan to go to grad school, you better get those A's and B's uh, because that's important. So I did pretty well in college, 3.76. Okay, 3.66, which rounds up to 3.7. Okay, that's what I put in my resume. I was 3.75. Okay, whoop-dee-doo. We're comparing Uh, our GPAs right now. I was, uh, as I was about to say, that GPAs don't matter. Yeah, well, they don't, but some, if you want to be at a bigger company, they will dismiss you if you have like lower than a 3.5. Um, 
a lot of like bigger companies. If that's the direction you want to go, which isn't that's not like a lot of people's direction, you know. And so, three is probably like a good target. It is a good target. You should probably get. 3. What 0. is that? Like a B average or it's like a B minus, something like that. I don't know. Just I don't remember. Basically, you need to worry about your grades a little bit, but don't overstress. Like I can say firsthand that you and I just absolutely were terrible about that all this, throughout college. This does not apply to everyone, but if you are achieving a 4.0, which is great, amazing, good job, but you don't have any experience other than that 4.0, the person who has that 3.6 and the experience is going to get the job before you. And so if all you're doing is studying and getting the straight A's, that's not going to help you as much as you getting the good grades, good enough grades, and spending a little time instead of doing homework and studying, going out and getting experience at a job, at an internship, at a co-op, doing anything like that, that's going to be the thing that benefits you in the end rather than that 4.0. Could not agree more. I've seen it in so many different cases. You and I have interviewed a lot of people, both in college and professionally now, and we've seen firsthand from people's resumes when they talk about their experiences, they show all this great academic coursework and all their grades and everything. It looks fantastic, but they yeah. don't have the experience. Yeah, and do you know what I look at whenever I look at resumes? I look at personal projects. Those That says a lot about a person. Those are the things, like let's say you don't get an internship. It's hard getting an internship out there. And you don't get an internship. And so you get that full summer to do either nothing or you work on a project. And what I've seen is the people that work on the project are the people who have a passion for what they're doing. And so because they're passionate, they're willing to learn, they're willing to learn quickly, and they're willing to get the job done. So like a project related to their major? Yeah. So like uh, what I've seen a lot of the times for uh, some of the resumes, I, I, I... I get to look at is um, they'll have a project uh, where they are experiencing an issue within their own life. And so they decide to solve it by using what they learned in college. And so like that, that's something that I've, I've seen a lot. For example, I, I saw someone who uh, was having trouble um, with, I forgot, some kind of garage system. Um, Like it just wouldn't work, but instead of buying a new garage opener, like, they programmed their garage to open um, through their phone. And like, it was one of those things before like my key was even a thing, um, which was really impressive. And so the fact that they took their time to solve a problem uh, with the resources they had showed me we have limited resources. They could solve that problem with our limited resources. And so that's something that uh, really stood out. And I, I think that's, those are the kinds of experiences that a lot of, big companies are looking for. Um, are you passionate about what you're doing? Are you good at it? Show me how good you are at it. And so those are the things that um, I usually look for. Wow. That's very helpful. I didn't know any of that. That's, I mean, but I, I completely agree because if you have a personal project that shows how devoted you are to your area of study, right? As opposed to somebody who maybe they didn't get an internship and they didn't do anything during the summer. Like I could 
I could see, you know, an employer, if I'm going in for an interview, I'll say, yeah, I have this experience and these are my grades and these are the classes I took. This is the programming language I use, whatever. And they'll be like, okay, well, yeah, you're a senior. Like, what did you do last summer? Why don't you have an internship? Why didn't you use this experience to get an internship? Or why didn't, if you didn't do an internship, I don't see any kind of project on here, anything that you've worked on. And we're talking about, you know, a lot of the more technical side of things, but for marketing, like I've seen people who uh, will go ask small businesses, is this something I do? I'll reach out to small businesses and be like, hey, can I do some marketing for you? Can I make a video for you? Can I do a logo for you? These are things that you can even do as like a marketing, if you need marketing experience, you go, go out, look on Instagram, any small businesses opening up, how can you help them build their brand? Sales. This is an easy one. If you want to go into sales, you can literally do that anywhere. You can you can go ask those annoying people who want to mow your grass all the time um, and, and figure out how to get into door sales or and just knock on people's doors. That just getting that initial experience is huge, especially within sales. Yeah, I think it's important too because we are mainly talking about technical programs and fields and everything. But think about somebody like a nurse, right? Like what I was going to do is that you already have clinicals built in, so like you don't you don't need an internship. That's like your internship right there, or like um, anybody like you just said in marketing, sales, whatever. Getting that kind of experience. I mean, it's all really just about the experience. I think the bottom line is just recognizing that you don't want to have solely academics like on your resume, for example. Facts, and you know this is done in high school as well. Like when you're in high school, you try and do as many extracurriculars as you can because that's what colleges look at. They don't just look at your grades. They want to make sure you're the president of this club, you ran track, and you also played on the football team. And the more experiences you have and the better grades you have, that means you can balance everything and do extracurricular activities. So So going back to grades, I want to talk about this a little bit because there were so many things that I learned during my time in college. One, Take advantage of your professor's office hours. If you show interest in their courses that you're wanting to, especially if you're struggling, I struggled in a lot of mine, especially the harder math classes I had to take, I would go to all of my professor's office hours and they loved being able to help me and they give you some tips on future tests and quizzes that are coming up and it was very great. The one time that I went to office hours. One time? The the few times that I went to office hours, I um, went for a specific class because I really enjoyed uh, being in that professor's class. And so um, I, I went to her office hours and literally I had never experienced so much help in my life. That was the one class in my entire college career where I myself was the top dog. Like I knew exactly what I was doing. I could solve any problem that was given to me. And it was all because I went to office hours. So goes to show, I should have gone to more office hours. You should. Yeah. No, um, that would be definitely one tip that I have. And with that, aside from office hours, there were different centers in our university that had different like the writing center or the Mac, the math assistant center. I took advantage of that so much. I wish that I could have seen how many hours I'd spent there because I spent, I mean, seriously, pretty much like all semester, every different semester, whenever I had a hard math class, I would go there and it's students tutoring other students. And I know that our school wasn't the only one that did that. There are so many 
different help centers or whatever in your school. You just need to know to take advantage of that if you're struggling and want extra help and need help from people to try and explain it to you in different ways. So that's another tip that I have because it was so helpful for me and helped me pass so many of my classes. Yeah, I definitely take advantage of the resources. Your college... You're paying for them, so might as well take advantage of them. You don't know you're paying for them, but you're paying for them. They're you are, in your you're tuition. Paying their, you're paying their salary, not their salaries. You're paying their wages. Exactly. <laughs> so take advantage of it because it, it might seem free. It's not, but it's also so helpful because you and I both use so many of those different kinds of help centers that tutored yeah. us and gave us guidance and was so nice. Um, so earlier you were talking about jobs, and I want to talk about that and being involved on your campus. Yeah. So jobs. Um, if you are in college and you're taking, it doesn't matter if you're taking 20 credit hours or you're taking 12 credit hours, you should have a job while going to school. That is a huge thing that people cannot fathom for some reason. Um, people are like, Oh no, your summers are your, the free time you have. So that's when you do your job. I'm just telling you right now, uh, you are going to be working 40 plus hours a week after college, uh, get used to it. Okay. Uh, get used to, that's a different episode. Get used to the whole working 40 hours by going to school, doing your homework. That'll be like 25 hours. You know, um, you'll do, you know, 15 credit hours, uh, of, of classes. And then you do an additional 10 hours of like studying homework. Uh, and then take that other 20, and do find a job. It doesn't have to be what you're doing. I did um, some examples that you can go into yours, but some things I did were was a student tech. So I was in, the, I was doing like imaging on computers. I would if somebody uh, submitted a ticket from the staff, uh, I would go up and fix their computer. I also did uh, a marketing job on campus where I'd help market. Um, other jobs. That was the whole point. Uh, and then I had videography jobs all throughout campus as well. Um, and you I had know another Harley... one too. What was the other one? Oh, yeah. worked in the lab. Yeah. So Cyber this lab. is what, this was my first, that was my first internship oh. um, where I did, that was my first programming internship. It was on my campus um, for programming a, it was for a website. And so it was a great experience, but it really showed me that is not the direction I wanted to go. But that's the whole point. It was a stepping stone. Yeah. Finding the jobs that make you interested in things. College is the time to try everything. Like I tried videography. I tried being a tech. I tried that. That was the, like the IT side of things. I tried programming. I tried marketing. I got to, I got to get a wide view of, of all the different opportunities that are out there. And um, it helped me make my decision. Yeah, I th and I know that probably sounds a little intense too to somebody if you're, you know, overwhelmed with classes or whatever and you think you don't have time for a job. You probably do. Um I knew a lot of people that did work and a lot of people that didn't work. Um and you know, it's different if you've got other things going on in your life like if I don't know if you're a coach for some kind of team or something, that can take up time. But I'm just saying us when we were full-time students, we still, we worked 20 hours a week and that was split up between a couple of different jobs. Actually, I had, let's see, I had the one job that we had together where we basically advised students on resumes, cover letters, interviewing, finding jobs. That was fun. 
I had that job. And then within that job, I did another kind of role, which was the data. I was a data analysis and communications ambassador. That is quite a mouthful, but I did that. And that showed me that I enjoyed more of the marketing because I would get data from different kinds of events on campus and I would promote that. I did a lot of social media and content work and news piece writing and different kinds of stuff like that. And that's where it's funny because that's where I figured out I enjoyed that stuff back then. That's what I'm seeking in the future. And that's why I love doing content creation and posting and all the kinds of stuff for our podcast because I found my passion for that back years ago when I was in college. So I did that. I had a couple of different internships at a research institute where I did data analysis, data science stuff. Um, is that all I did? That's pretty much it. I had like five different roles during my college yeah. career. You, you were kind of... Uh, you kind of did like specific things that led to your uh, that that were more related to your major, which was good because that's what she wanted to do. Except for that more marketing yeah. content photography one, I loved that one. Yeah, that was fun. That was so much fun. We actually worked that job together, and mm-hmm. we would we met with students. Students would come in, and we'd help review the, review their resume, their cover letters, give advice, talk to them. But then there was also the aspect of my data and yep. content creation, which I loved. So that was so much fun. Overall, that's a lot about jobs, but there's also, if you don't want to do a job, which a lot of people can't, like some people can't work and whether it be you're a student athlete or whatever, there's also organizations out there like Hallie. What, what kinds of things did we do outside of work and school? Well, one thing that we were involved in while we were at our school was it's called Jagathon. It was our uh, dance marathon that we had for Riley Children's Hospital. And you did that. I think we did it all the years that we were at IUPUI. I was the photo chair. You were the video chair. We were on the marketing team. We did a lot of content creation with that and um, working on posting and photographing different kinds of events, doing headshots. I did all kinds of stuff and I loved it. I'm going to brag on this one a little bit. So what I got to do was video the event, right? I mean, I got to also do all the promotional uh, videos up to the event, but during the event, I got to be the videographer and the editor. So I would video, edit, video, edit. And by the end of the event, which was a 13-hour event, 15-hour event, I don't remember, but at the end of the event, there would be a full-length video of the whole event that everybody experienced. So at the very end, they would get to watch what they just went through for the last 13 hours. Yeah, it was and a it whole was, recap of everything. It was awesome. It was like the, the coolest experience in terms of challenging me in my video editing skills and video creation. And it was just, it was very difficult being up for that long and, uh, and, and, and working that many hours but it was super fun yeah so the really cool and unique thing about that was that we enjoyed it and obviously for months leading up to it what i think it probably like six months seven months in advance we would do all the promotional events all the fundraisers all the things and be a part of those go to meetings during the weekend um and that took up a good amount of our time too and so that's a good example of you know a student-led organization that you can be a part of i mean there are all different kinds but that's just the one that we were a part of um, and so Jagathon was a unique event in that we, every, for me being the photographer, just like he was talking about being the videographer and doing all of the work with video and you show the video at the end, I would take photos and edit them. So every single hour we would have something different to post. So it's like, this is going on in the event. We're posting this, this is going on. People are shaving heads, like donate money. We're doing that. 
um, photographing that and then being able to post that was really cool and it was just a good time. So that's a good example of a student-led organization. If you can't work, if you um, don't have a job on campus or if you don't have a job, it doesn't have to be a job on campus. Just having a job or something else to occupy your time with so you're not sitting around thinking about your grades all the time, that was what I think we enjoyed about it. Yeah, I think college is all about resume building. Um, people forget that it's, uh, it's not just a time to get your education. It's also a time to build your resume because the second you're out of college, jobs will have two years of experience required as entry level jobs. And so if you don't start your sophomore year of college in terms of working and getting experience, it's going to be very difficult to uh, get those entry level jobs, even though they should be zero years of experience. (laughs) People count internships as your experience. Yeah. So you mentioned resumes. Let's talk about resumes. Okay. I'm I'm always down to talk about resumes. Resumes are um, they're a scam. They're a scam. No, they're not. Elaborate. Okay. Uh, they're they're, uh, they're just difficult to judge a person by. Yeah. I think I we I've gotten to see thousands of resumes and it's so difficult to get a full picture of the person. And so that's why it's so important to make sure you take time and, and, and get a resume that actually makes sense. That actually showcases everything that you're doing because one bad thing, one, one look at that paper. And if it doesn't look interesting, goes out right out, right yeah. out the door. Yeah. Cause people are really quick to just not throw out, but basically take out resumes that they're like, uh, eh, doesn't meet what I'm looking for. So it's very important that whatever position you're looking at, you need to tailor your resume to that position. And that doesn't mean having 10,000 things on the resume, okay? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Different kinds of <laughs> yes. resumes. I've seen resumes with 10 words on it. And I've seen resumes with thousands of words on it, like 10 pages long. Um, and so I just want you to know one page get it on one page, put your education at the top. I want to know what you're doing. Okay. And your experiences, what jobs have you had? How long have you done those jobs? It tells a lot about a person when they do job for a month at a time versus a person who does it a year at a time. Um, and then uh, also all the different activities and experiences. Uh, but before that skills, make sure you highlight oh, your skills. skills. Yeah. Something that I like doing um, is in my resume, I'll bold certain words like within my experience. So for example, um, I, I use Tableau a lot. And so I can be like created dashboards by using Tableau. I'll highlight the word Tableau. So when they're reading it, that stands out. If that, if Ooh. that employer is, is looking at, um, hiring somebody with Tableau experience, they're going to look, they're going to literally, this is what they do. They see hundreds of these a day. They're going to look at these. They're going to look, look, Oh, Tableau. Put it on the other side. So make sure, make sure you're uh, highlighting your actual, um, um, strengths. That's genius. I've never done that personally. Have you done that? That's, that's great. I've done that. I I think that can help a lot of people. I think that's good. Um, so I just want to go back to a little bit about what you were saying, So you were saying, you know, with the one page resume kind of thing, I'm just going to give a tip right now. What I've done the entire time I've had a resume, whatever, I've had my full resume with everything on it. That's just for me. 
It has yeah. all my experience, all my academic experiences, my skills, my grades, my everything that I've ever been a part of. I keep that for reference so that I can make a smaller resume because you don't want to submit a 10-page resume. You want to keep everything so that you have it, so that you don't forget it, so it'll make it easier for you in the future. Yeah, for you to tailor that resume to the exact job that you want. Yes, exactly. So that that's where I was going. Um, based on the internship, full-time job, whatever you're applying to, you need to have make sure that you carefully review that job description so that you can have, like you were saying, keywords in there um, or like specific skills or whatever it may be so that you can tailor that and make it stand out in your resume and have just a one pager if possible. Any of the experience that you've had in your full resume that you've had in your life, make sure that if it's relevant that, to that position, you bring it over to your one pager and that's how you start to build that one that's tailored. Yeah, and, and we might have missed a few things. We love advice. If you have advice in terms of gaining better, uh, getting a better resume, write it down in the description. Help everybody out. Yes, you know? please comment. Let's have a discussion. Write into our website. Seriously, um, that would be helpful for us because we did go through college and we did have these experiences, but we didn't obviously experience what other people experienced. So we'd love to hear about that. With that, let's talk about finding internships. Finding internships, guys, this is a hard one. The search. Um, be sure to apply to every single thing. It doesn't matter if you don't like it. Just apply to it, okay? Trust me. I applied to 47 different jobs before I got one interview. Really? Yes. 47. Be persistent, everybody. This is this is just an internship, not even a job, just an internship. I applied to 47 jobs to be able to get one internship. Um, a lot of people are so afraid of just applying and, and, and seeing what happens, right? Like just figuring it out from there. And then if you don't like the job and you get an interview, you just... Tell them I'm not interested, but at least you you got the interview. You want people to be interested in you, and so um, gain that experience. Even if you get an interview, let's say you get an interview and uh, you don't like the job, go to the interview. Get your practice in for that job you actually want. See, gosh, okay, I'm glad that you said that because that is something that took me so long to figure out and understand, and I still struggle with that now in my career, in my full-time corporate job. It was so hard for me, especially in college. I was so, so shy and introverted, and I really struggled to put myself out there. And I didn't want to either. I didn't really want to grow. I didn't. Re I just knew I'm in my field. I'm going to just try and find something like this. I'm going to find exactly what I want. That's not realistic. That's not going to happen. You're not going to find a perfect internship or a per perfect job. You just have to apply to different ones. And like Suketu was saying... You have to just kind of put yourself out there, and hard as it may be. Don't be afraid to actually show yourself. Don't be this person who is a corporate freak. Don't do a that. Corporate freak. Yeah, What's don't that? do that. Don't be like all professional, like every second. Be a normal, be yourself. The reason I got any kind of opportunity ever is because I told them what I was passionate about, what I wanted to do with my life, and that is how I got the jobs I got. Yeah, you need to show that you're a person. And so, like, for example, tell them about your hobbies during the interview. Uh, if you have the opportunity to actually express yourself, 
um, you are going to be much more likely to catch their eye. They're going to remember you for a specific reason. For example, every time I ever interviewed, I talked about my videos. I talked as like, hey, I make YouTube videos. Um, it's, I'm really passionate about it. It's a big, big hobby of mine. Watch them on YouTube. Yeah, go, go subscribe. Um, but I always used to say that and they would always reach out. It's like, hey, uh, we, we, we looked at your channel. It's really awesome. Uh, would you like an interview? I got that exact response because they were they were interested in somebody who did something different, right? And so, for example, if you, you don't have to have a YouTube channel. You don't let's have say, to do that. Yeah. Answer for people who don't make videos. Let's say you are into skateboarding. Tell them. I'm a big into skateboarding. That's how, I, that's how I get from this class to this class. It's something that I'm really passionate about. That little thing catches their eye. They're like, oh, that's the guy who hit the skateboard. Or, hey, that's the guy. Great example. <laughs> that's, that's Or, okay, let's, these are not great examples. Let's Very just say, examples. hi, you know, I'm Hallie. This is, this is, okay, this is my elevator pitch. Hi, my name is Hallie. I'm a clinical data scientist. I've been working at this job for this many years. I have this experience doing these kinds of things. These are the kind of studies I work on. This is blah, blah, blah. This is just overall what I do. I graduated this long ago. This was my degree, my background. Also, I'm really into hiking and I love traveling. And one of my more favorite trips that I went on was to India or I love trying new foods. I'm a foodie, whatever. Just That's something. the girl who went to India. See, I remembered because you went oh, to India. Yeah, like, okay, so say, for example, you're looking at resumes, right? You're like, oh, she's the traveler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, See? There. But Okay, again, that those probably weren't the best examples. Mine were definitely better than yours. But find something that's going to make you stand out a little bit. In your elevator pitch, right, you sit down, you're interviewing for this internship that you applied for, you applied to 40 other ones, you're sitting down in number one. Find a way to make yourself memorable. Find a way to get them to relate to you. This is one thing that I've gotten much better at as I've gotten older is especially having this podcast, I have to talk, right? I have to do a lot of talking and talking to other people because it used to be really uncomfortable for me to go out of my way and talk to people, especially in interviews. I hated interviews. I still hate interviews, but I'm getting much better at them because I see them as experience. And, you know, I can figure out just as much about this job or this internship, just as much as they're trying to figure out why they should hire me. Use it. Use it to your advantage. It can be so hard. It can be so stressful. Believe me, I was there. I'm still there. I would always tell myself to. I would always psych myself out. I would say, I'm so bad at interviewing Sukay too. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And what would you say to me if I came to you and said that? Just do it. My goodness. How hard is it? And then she'd be like, you don't understand. I'm, you're not listening to me. And then I'd be like, okay, okay calm down, Sakato. You got this. I'd be like, Hallie, you're smart. You're amazing. You got this. I know you can do it and you're going to impress them. And then boom, she did it and she impressed them and she got the job. You just have to do it. You just have to find a way. Yes, be professional, but you don't want to be too professional and you just want to make yourself personable and that I can do this job well, but you know, I'm also good with people. I'm good at working in a team. I'll be a great employee. This is something I learned from a mentor of mine and it's one of the best things I've ever learned. When you are trying to accomplish something, don't show up to the table with nothing, Okay. Don't show up to the table with an idea. Have a minimal viable product. What I mean by minimal viable product is you gotta 
you got to have something to show for why you are there. So for example, um, let's say you, you have a job and you come up to your boss with an idea. That idea is just an idea without, without it actually existing as like an, a, a visual, it's going to be very hard to implement something, right? So if you are wanting a job, come with something that actually, that you've actually done, right? That you've actually can show for. Um, that's just something that I've always learned is, is to actually come to the table with something rather than coming to the table with nothing to show for. And being unprepared. Exactly. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. Um, and I think, like we were saying, it's very hard to get into the interviewing space and be mentally prepared for all of that, especially if you're somebody who gets stressed out about it, like I certainly am. I mean, I know we're very different in that way. Um, but it's just important to have faith in yourself, know you're going to kill it, use the interview just as much as they're going to use it to judge you. You can judge them and make the call of, oh, if I want to have my internship here or not. It's just as important for you as it is for the people who are interviewing you. That's my biggest advice is use it to your advantage. Make sure that, you know, you know what you're going into. You prep for the interview. It's very good to prep for the interview. Always have somebody ask you some interview questions because you might think you're prepared, but then you get in there and you're nervous like me and you freeze up. Sometimes it doesn't go very well. We've all had bad interviews. Internships are very important because they can open the door to full-time roles. Let's talk about that. Yeah. We have jobs because of our internships. We do. Hallie got her job because of the internship she was in at the time. And then I got my job because of the internship I was in at the time. Uh, and so the biggest thing with internships is, is networking. Once you get the internship, talk to every single person. Set up a meeting with a different person every single day. Um, I know that you people, Hallie does not like when I say that. No, I don't. <laughs> I literally set up a meeting with somebody new every single day for either lunch, coffee, whatever it might be. I made the connection. I told them who I was, why I wanted to be there, my why, my pa- what my passion is. Um, let them know who I was. That that's just that's what's going to get you in the door. Which I get it. I completely understand that perspective and doing that. It's just, and I talk about this with some of your coworkers because they're not like that at all. We talk about it, and we're like, we can't do that. I I've gotten better at getting to know people and networking with people. Um, once you're already in the company or, you know, whatever. Um, but making those initial connections is very hard. And one thing that I want to point out that was very important to both of us that we participated in that I hated was the job fair that they have at colleges. I love the job fair because I went to every single booth and applied to everything because it was one of those things where all the jobs you want are right there. I did not do that. I love it. It's amazing. Go to every single job fair you can go to. Yeah, go to job fairs. I mean, if nothing else, go just to get the experience. You get the free to... shirts. Okay, they do have free stuff, but you don't have to apply to every single booth that you go to. Apply to everything. Do not do that. Just get that experience. Okay, there are two very different perspectives here. Let's just agree to disagree because I don't agree with that. Who do you agree with? It's a K2V Hallie, okay? This is what we're talking about. Say W Hallie or W Cicato. Yeah, do you apply to every single thing even if you don't care for the experience? Or, well, I guess, I mean, applying to more things rather than just one thing is good. That's not what I'm yeah. saying is that you shouldn't apply to anything. I'm just saying I went and I only applied to a few things and then I got some interviews off of that. Not everybody's that lucky, Hallie. Gotta remember that. I did get very lucky. 
more so than you, I think, because it's like every everything I applied to, I at least got an interview. And I I think for all the internships I had, they they hired me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it took a lot of practice, but that was a lot of me being hard on myself, perfecting things, making sure I had experiences and situations for things that they were going to ask me, which is so stressful interviewing i think i don't think anyone really really enjoys it maybe there are some people out there but it's I such a it. hard thing to do it's great i just get so nervous and i start to my voice shakes and i can't calm it down and i'm sweating i'm sweating through my freaking blazer that i'm wearing and my mm-hmm. pants and everything and yeah. i remember one time i got a ticket on my car because i parked in the wrong place and so already being nervous for an interview coming back out to that i'm like oh my god i have oh, a car ticket that sucks she didn't even tell me where to park. She, w- I remember during the interview, this woman was like, "Oh, by the way, where'd you park?" And I said, "Oh, I, you know, I parked out front." And she said, "Oh, we, I hope your car's still there when you get back." You what? couldn't have told me that at the beginning. Yeah. See, uh, you got to make sure when you're going to the interview, know where to park. Big tip. That's also yeah. That is a great tip. Actually, make sure that you know where to park. Um, so back to finding full time jobs. Um, yes. Your internships can play a really big role in that, and the internship that you have in college can lead to a full-time job, but that's not always the case. Not always the case. It all depends on how much headcount they have at the end of the day. Yeah. So it, just remember, uh, don't bank on internship transferring to full-time role. While you're at the internship, make as many connections as you can. Those people can have connections to different companies. Um, just get as much experience. And when you're at the internship, please remember... Remember to actually finish a project from from start to finish. Um, Why are you laughing? Because I didn't do that for one of my projects. I did it for two other ones. But for one of them, I didn't. And I really regret it because if I had finished it, I would have been able to put it on my resume and it would have led me to a different direction that I really wanted to go. And so just remember that finishing your projects is huge. Um, because you get to put it on your resume and you get to talk about how you did it and, and what you accomplished from it, uh, which will help you get that full-time role. So full-time role, very important to make sure you have actually completed projects. Would you say that it's easier or harder to be looking and applying for full-time jobs as opposed to internships? It is way harder looking at full-time jobs. Internships, they're looking for you. They're looking for students mainly, yeah. Full-time roles, they're waiting to see who's good enough. Who's good. Yeah, exactly. Like people are competing against each other. Not saying interns aren't competing against each other. They are, but companies are way more likely to hire you because you are technically, sorry to say it, but cheap labor. Um, But like, it's just one of those things where it's definitely, because when you're applying full time, you're a big commitment to that company. Yeah. Because your insurance, your salary, your healthcare, all that stuff is expensive. So you better be prepared to explain to them why you are worth it. Yeah. Because they will ask you. Some, I mean, sometimes they will or sometimes they won't. You know, there are different stages to interviewing for a full-time job. Like you could speak yeah. first with HR or the high, wait, hiring manager. Oh, that's HM. That's not the same thing. HR. Yeah. Human resource. Yeah. But the <laughs> one thing to remember with, with your hiring manager or your HR person Remember the STAR method, okay? Right, or explain. The STAR, SMART method, those two methods, look it up on Google, study it, practice it, do mock interviews, and then go to the interview. It is, I always was the guy who was like, let's just wing it. 
Don't wing it, please, for the love of God, Is don't wing it. Is that why you it. applied to so many different roles? Maybe there? that's why I had to interview 47 <laughs> times. But um, do not wing it. I, I, I am so bad at preparing beforehand. And over time, I have learned, write down three experiences. Write them all down. Three experiences you've had that relate to um, a colleague that was difficult. Or oh, and how you dealt a, with that. That's a good and, one. And how you dealt with that. Um, That's asked a lot. A project that you could not complete. A project that you did complete. How did you complete it? Answer these questions using that smart method and, and write them all down on a piece of paper. Not on your iPad. Stop using your iPad. Write them down on a piece of paper. Physically write it down. And remember that because they are going to ask you that question. And if you have it right at the top of your head and you can just say it, Oh, man, oh, man, you're about to get a brand new job. But, okay, I want to go back to something you said. Make sure that you don't just memorize it. Make sure you're applying it to different situations that you've experienced because you said yourself you're good at memorizing things, but you're not able to apply it in different ways. Don't memorize. Don't memorize. Yeah, you need to actually... One thing that I've always done... But that's why I said write it down. When you yeah. write it down, you, you ingrain it in your memory in a way that is different than you just memorizing. Yeah, and you need to be able to really think about how can I use... Okay, I think STAR is situation, task, action, result. SMART yep. is... The SMART uh, method is important because it helps you tell the story. So it talks about... Like, you got to be a storyteller yeah. to interview? Mm-hmm. Gosh, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. It is difficult. Good job. So just look it up. It's very important. It is hard because there's always going to be, like, I mean, I'm not saying that whenever you apply to a job, there's always going to be someone better than you. But in so many different situations in your life, someone's always going to be better, right? So there's always going to be somebody more prepared. But that doesn't mean that they'll get the job over you because what if they don't have the personality skills in certain ways that you do or that you don't have, they don't have the experience that you do or whatever it may be. That's another one. Don't be a weirdo because that's not going to get you hired. What do you mean? Don't be a weirdo. Like, Elaborate. don't just like have a personality. Like, don't be a robot. Yourself. Yeah, we already said this. Don't, don't, don't like just be a, yeah a robot. Like Hallie said, and, and actually show who you are. Um, talk about talk about everything they're wanting to know, but also about yourself, right? So um, try and try and uh, have it be more of a conversation than an interview. Absolutely, yes, that is what you need to do. You need to have it. Be more conversation-based. Be a little bit more relaxed. Be a little loose. Don't be super tense and be super, super robotic with your answers. And, you know, you can you can have a little fun with it. Interviews aren't meant aren't really meant to be that stressful. I mean, you need to be on edge and you need to be awaiting what they're going to ask you. And, you know, how, how can I think in your head? How can I give them the best answer that's really going to apply to this position that will make me stand out? I mean, there are so many things going on, but you need to remember... Just loosen up a little bit. Loosen up. Have a good time. Don't take it too seriously. And you know what? It's not the end of the world if you don't get that internship Guess or what? that job. Guess what? You're not going to get the first internship. You're not going to get the first job. It's inevitable. You're not going to do it. So um, just remember that it's okay to get told no 10 to 20 times, okay? It is. Because the first time you do anything, it's not going to be good. The first time, you know, if you're interviewing for the first time, you're not going to kill it. You just, you need that experience. I feel like my first interview was awful. I was awkward. Oh, I remember. You took a Snapchat of it. 
I was being interviewed why well, I wanted to work at the the retirement home in the kitchen to serve food. I was a server at a retirement home. That was my very first job. That was a bad job. Gosh, I hated that freaking job. It was the worst. The old people were so mean. It was a million degrees in there because they were all so cold. And you got to remember, you got to have a bad job once in your life to experience oh. What a good job really feels like. Yeah, that was my first job. That was back in high school. And then I had a great job with um, photo and data, content creation, all that stuff in college. And I'm like, wow, you know, this is great. I'm getting paid a lot more. I enjoy this. I like my coworkers. This is fun. Um, so, yeah, overall, you know, it's hard. It's easy to say this, but it's hard to really understand it and apply it in your situations but you can't take things too seriously because if you do it's just gonna I mean that applies to so many things it's just gonna drag you down right like you need to try hard and be competitive and try to go for a good internship but if you don't get it or you don't get the full-time job it is not the end of the world do you know how many other jobs are out there yeah in your specific area there are tons and tons and tons so overall Good luck out there. Hopefully this helps a little bit, right? It's just understanding, you know, college is difficult. If you don't know what you're going to do in college, it's okay. Figure it out. You get through it. Um, there's a lot of things out there. And just a tip, just some advice on my end. Say you're three years into a degree, just finish it. There's Once you have that piece of paper, you could do anything, okay? Um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, man, I only got one more year, but... I kind of want to switch to something else. Listen, you don't want to go to, you don't want to be in college for seven plus years, okay? I mean, you just did the three. You might just, as well just, 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 just finish and make sure you um, get that piece of paper. You can do whatever you want after you get that piece of paper, um, but once you once you get it, that that'll help you a lot in the long run. Yeah, that's all we got to say in terms of uh, college and and. Um, your full-time job, internships. Hopefully it helps. Leave comments down below to make sure you let us know if we missed anything. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Everything you said was spot on. Just a few tips that I want to highlight because I think we can. you recapped very well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, but some of the tips that I think are most important are, number one, do not stress about your GPA. Nobody cares. Literally nobody in my corporate career has asked me about my GPA. Unless you're going to grad school. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very important to know. If you're going to grad school, it is important. But, you know, have just a little bit of worry about it, but then the rest of it, don't even worry about it. Um, study well. Don't overstudy because you can only retain so much. Another one I can think of is make sure you have fun because college is only so long and you will never get that back. You will never get back the late night memories you have, the friend group you had, everything will be different when you start working full time. So make sure that you take advantage of that and enjoy it because corporate life is not the same. (laughs) That's another episode, but it is not the same. Definitely take advantage of the free events. Um, They normally hand out good stuff, just like you were talking about the job fair, the free stuff, the free t-shirts, free magnets, whatever. And lastly, Go home and visit and take time for yourself when you need to. Um, This was a little bit different for us because we commuted, so we were always home. But I know a lot of people who were away at college and going home for a weekend really just refreshed them when they came back. Yeah, it's always important to uh, go back to where you came from. Yeah, go back to where you came from. Good good way to sum up. So with that, last piece that we're going to move into is I have some questions of the week. Questions of the week. Questions of the week. Questions of the week. This one's for you. Okay. How did Suketu prove himself to Hallie's dad? Ooh. Like I said, 
I did some research. He is really into racing. He's really into uh, a lot of different things. And I just wanted to figure out, okay, let me look up who's the uh, number one person in NASCAR right now. Who's the number let one me, person uh, in NASCAR? Let me just uh, do some research on that and uh, so I can talk about it with him. Football. Did a lot of research on football. I watched football. I was really into the Colts, but I kind of like didn't watch him. I didn't watch the Colts that much like as I was going into my senior year. So I didn't pay attention. So I wanted to do a lot of research in that. Uh, and, and I just figured out topics to talk about. I was like, hey, you see that game last night? I was like, hey, do you see who won that NASCAR race the other day? And so like, you know, just being able to have that conversation about other things was just helpful. So basically you're saying that you needed to do research like you were interviewing for a job to be able to talk to my father. Dang, I prepared. Look you at me. You did years ago, years before you were even looking for a full-time job. I'm honestly really impressed. Um, yeah, I remember you did a lot of research. I didn't know at the time, but I found out months, like six months into a dating that you you said, I, I did some research on like some sports and some politics and some like other stuff. I don't know. You just wanted some knowledge to be able to spit yeah, off whenever. And exactly. I remember you told me actually once ever since then, you always wanted to know something about everything. Mm -hmm. And that's why you watch so many YouTube videos, do so much research on things, which yeah. I really appreciate. Except Hallie falls asleep when I'm watching YouTube videos because she thinks I watch boring things, but I watch informative things. I want to learn about everything. I understand that. But there are some let's say tech videos or finance videos that you're passionate about. And I love that for you, but that is not where my interests lie. Those are some good videos. <laughs> and I just couldn't care less about those things. And so I choose not to do that. I'll read or something, whatever. Um, but to sum that up, he did a lot of research before meeting my dad, making sure that he had some knowledge about a lot of different topics that they could talk about for your first conversation. Next question. Does married life feel weird? As in, do people immediately expect you to have kids? Maybe a long time ago I would have said married life is weird, but we've been married for two years now. I do it's have to in. say, um, when we were on our honeymoon, so we, we, had, we had like two weddings, right? Friday, Saturday, and Sunday we were on our honeymoon. That feeling on that day was like none other. It was like... Oh, the Sunday? It's me and you against the world. And so it was just so strange to be in a place that um, nobody was with us. We were all alone. We were married. We had our own responsibility. Like, we were, we were it. This is it. Yeah, we're that us. was weird. We're an us. We're not a I and I anymore. We're a we. Yeah, that was so, a very strange realization. That was a yeah, super strange. But once time goes on, it feels like this is like she's my wife, but it feels like you're my girlfriend. You know, it just feels like okay, you don't like that. I'm your girlfriend. No, you're not my I'm girlfriend. Not, I'm not your you're wife. wife. You're my wife. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. It's just like it goes <laughs> yeah. back to that that sense of okay, we're we've we've been together for a long time, and we're we're still together. It just feels normal at this point because, yeah, like I, I remember exactly because we went to the Keys for our honeymoon. So we had, we landed at the airport and we had like a four hour drive. I remember there were a lot of periods in that four hour drive where we just went without talking because we were like, what? okay, we're married and 
this is just life now. Like we're not on a trip. We'd never been on a trip alone together first off. So it was weird already that we were flying by ourselves and that we didn't have like friends or family with us. And so that was the first trip that we were on alone together. And I was like, what the heck? This is so weird. And I remember even after we got married and like we stayed in our house for the first time, whatever, that was a weird realization as well. And then coming back from our honeymoon, coming back to our own house, like far away from our families, that was crazy. Very, very crazy. But back to the kids thing. Um, so we're like the only only people in our families. My brother doesn't have children yet, but like all three of your sisters do. So like in your family, it's a little bit different than mine. So you like everybody there is like oh when are you having kids and like people in my family say it too but like i'm i always say okay my brother's gonna go first but i don't think they expect it as much as people would think because we're so young like i'm only 26 and hallie's only 20 how old am i Uh, four? You're 24? Yes, I'll be 25 this year. Oh my gosh, look at me, guys. I'm going to be in trouble after this. But listen, it's it, we're young, and we are we are ready to not have kids. For a few years. I mean, I'm, I don't know, maybe give it, give it quite a few years. We've only been married two. I want to be married a while before we have yeah, kids. Give it at least 10 more years. But people do ask all the time, 10? Gosh, what? <laughs> people kidding. ask all the time. No, they really do. It's like, so... You're dating. Okay, the question is, when are you going to get engaged? Then you're engaged. When are you getting married? You're married. When are you going to have kids? It just never ends. Even when you have your first kid. Okay, when are you having your second one? The questions never end. You're always going to get them. It always happens. We always get them. Yeah. Yeah. So next question. How can I learn more about Indian culture? I know it's incredibly diverse and varies from region to region, but I want to learn more and I'm too embarrassed to ask my Indian friends. What? Don't be embarrassed. They would be so happy. Go to Garba. They'll love to take you to Garba. Um, it's happening in October, so make sure What's you... Garba? Uh, Garba is a time where you... Terrible question to ask me, because... Um, <laughs> Garba is a time where you... <laughs> you it, it, it's dance! celebration, okay? Garba is a time where everybody dances during the season of Noratri, okay? That's just what I know, and it's very good time. Go to some of these events. I mean, we, we love having all kinds of people come to our events. I know that you always like to invite some of your friends, um, and it's one of those things that the more people that know about our culture, the happier we are. Yeah, and two, one thing you can do, go try some Indian food. Say, hey, I want to try some Indian food. Take go me to, to a good restaurant. Heck yeah. That'd be fun. Are you kidding me? You got you to gotta have some Indian food. And so um, don't be afraid to ask. Uh, I would say the the next best thing to do is do going online and doing your own kind of research just to understand more about the culture. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Last question. I'm white and I'm dating a Gujarati guy and I'm absolutely terrified of his mother. Both because of the pressure she puts on me, but also because I feel like I have to be the perfect girlfriend and I'm always worried that I will never be able to compare to girls that fit better within cultural expectations. What's the question there? Like you, that's... It's more like of a, of a, of a, a comment. statement. Yeah. Comment. Okay. So she's dating a Gujarati guy and she's terrified of his mother. Just remember. And she you're, doesn't think she's good enough. Just remember, you're good enough, okay? You are. Hallie can explain more into this, but I just want you to know that that mom wants to scare you away. Don't let her do that. Don't let her. Prove yourself a little bit, even though you shouldn't have to. But, you know, sometimes you just you got to fight for what you want. 
Yeah, well, I fought for you. No, um, I remember, girl, I've been in the same situation, exactly. Um, I was terrified because of the things, I mean, I'd never even met her, but just the things you've said, and, you know, that really your whole life you were kind of expected to be with, you. maybe your mom and dad wanted you to be with an Indian woman. I did not fit that, uh, clearly, look at me. Um, but hey, I walked in. I guess the best thing you could do, I don't know how long you've been dating, um, how long you've been together, but when we both know that we really wanted to be serious with each other and that I was going to stick around for a while, I started kind of just incorporating myself more so into your life. And so I would come to different events, whatever, um, just slowly start to go in there, you know, make your way in, just shove your way in there. Get in there. Get all up in there all because in you're there. here to stay, baby. You're not leaving, baby. No. Uh, and I had to make that point. No, no. Um, I remember being very terrified as well. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I would go back and tell myself is that you are good enough. Just because one person doesn't necessarily think so does not have any impact on your self-worth and how you should hold yourself because you deserve the best. If you love this man, be with this man. You guys can talk about it and make it work. Be confident in yourself and stay true to who you are. Show that. Show that you obviously care about your boyfriend, her son, and just make an effort and hope that it's reciprocated on both, you know, you make an effort Hope that effort is reciprocated, that you guys can, you know, have a good relationship moving forward. You don't have to be besties right away. It might take some time, but just, you know, overall show that you care about her son, your boyfriend, that you're interested in the culture, that you want to learn more, and that you'll do whatever it takes to make this relationship work between you two. So now we have come to the end of the episode. And I just want to say thank you to everyone because we have a website now and so many people have submitted questions comments stories whatever um so please keep that up because we love that we want to hear from you it's very important that you guys submit because it helps us create episodes around it and uh, we love doing that we do we We really do we want you to subscribe and like and give us five stars on spotify and make sure you leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube, you can leave a question or what you think about the episode on Spotify. And lastly, I actually have a request. We want to hear from you. We need opinions. What do you guys want to be called? What do you want to be called? Right now, you guys are the fellow cha drinkers. Which is, mm, that just kind of started as a cute little thing that I said a long time ago. But we need an actual name. Think merch. Think branding. What do you want to be called? That's your homework, everybody. Yeah. So thank you guys for watching. And we will see you guys next time on... Wait, we have a surprise! We have a surprise! Hold on, hold on! Alright, you voted. Here she is. Here's the queen herself. There she is, everybody. The queen of the castle, Sylvie. We just wanted to incorporate her a little bit more because she's gorgeous. Everybody loves her. She's a fan favorite. And we thought she should be included in this podcast more. So we're going to try and incorporate her more into the episodes a little bit. Just a little sneak peek. You'll see her everywhere. Guys... Thank you guys for watching and listening. We will see you next time at Half Past Jaw.